Hello, friends. Welcome back. This is episode 25 in our bi-weekly series of Saving Christianity. We're coming to you every other Tuesday from Christian Family Online, and I'm your host, John Shields, and looking forward to today's podcast. In our previous episode, you may recall episode 24, we discussed the fruit of the Spirit, part one. And in that episode, we talked about the basic principles of the supernatural experience we Christians call the fruit of the Spirit. And now the title of this episode is The Fruit of the Spirit, and this is part two. And in this episode, we're going deeper into the miracles of the fruit of the Spirit as it's expressed in the lives of Spirit-filled Christians. And I hope that all of you, our friends listening out there in podcast land, have heard episode 24, The Fruit of the Spirit, and uh, now you're ready for part two. I'm excited about this one, Owen, and welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you, John. Good to be back. Always good to be back, and especially for part two of this discussion of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. You know, John, the, the longer I live as a Christian, the more I see how incredibly important the fruit of the Spirit really, really is. Mm. I, I would I would even say I would probably hazard a guess that mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit is the most important thing about Christianity, other, of course, in going to heaven. So, uh, as I often say, speaking of heaven, John, being a spirit-filled Christian on earth, which means, of course, free. We saw all this in in uh, episode uh, part one. Uh, living daily with the fruit of the spirit is a little bit of heaven here on earth. It's keeping, as I say, one foot in mm. heaven while we're here on earth. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I think about it, John, there may be uh, people listening who haven't yet heard part one, So, uh, and it was so important. Uh, so why don't we just start with a brief recap of what we discussed in part one and then move on from there. Yeah, that's a great idea, Owen. Let's do that. So I, I, let me start with the first question. Uh, what do you think, Owen, were the main points of uh, episode one? Yeah, well, John, as I think about what we covered in uh, part one, uh, first thing I remember us saying is that the fruit uh, is a singular word uh, and that we get all of the fruit at one time when we're saved. So uh, it's a plural emotion, you might say, but the fruit of the Spirit is one thing because the Spirit is one thing. And, and yeah, uh, Owen, oh, if I want to interrupt you yeah, there and say that, that, I think that people may just hear this on the surface and think, well, yeah. what difference does that make? And, and, you know, we talked about that at length last uh, on episode one, but I really think we need to circle back uh-huh. and, and talk about that a little more and yeah. that why that is so important that the Holy Spirit is given to us in one download, <laughs> not multiple uh, download that the Holy Spirit is not piecemealed out. Yeah, I think that was very important when you said that last time, John. And you know, when you think about it, 
uh, we need all of the Holy Spirit. We don't need part of him. Mm-hmm. And we said last time that what we're really receiving when we become Christians, when he indwells us and immerses our inner spirit and awakens it with spiritual power, and it becomes the second motivator inside us to fight off our flesh, We don't need just love, just peace, just joy, just courage. We need all of those things. And so to use your term, God downloads them all into us Mm -hmm. the moment we're saved, and we have all the equipment we need to face life from that point forward. Do you think it's – this may sound like a little bit of a cliché – But uh, I was thinking of it in terms of this. The real question is not how much of the Holy Spirit we get. Mm. We get him all. The question is, how much of us does the Holy Spirit get? That's that's well said. How much are we willing to give up to him uh, to express or release these wonderful uh, supernatural emotions that we talked about in part one? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things. And like we said, they're supernatural. One thing I thought about the other day, John, if you go to the wonderful love chapter, we call it, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where Paul's describing, mm-hmm. he's not describing human love there. Mm-hmm. Right. When he goes through all of those points, it's patient, it's kind, it yada, yada. That's uh, nobody loves that way as a human, right? Even your children, you can't love them that way as a human, but that's supernatural. So, what we want to do is release supernatural love with our family and friends and children and everybody we know, yeah, not human love. Yeah, I think about it, Owen, so often. Uh, you know, people say things like, Well, um, you know, I'm not patient. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and I'm and I'm not going to pray for patience. Well, that's telling you right there that that's an automatic piecemeal, mm-hmm. uh, a misunderstanding exactly. uh, of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So back to what we're saying, then patience is going to be a a byproduct, if you will. The Holy Spirit is going to produce that patience in us. And so we're thinking about it in completely in human terms if we think, oh, well, I'm not going to pray for patience. Uh, well, does that make sense? Yeah, but i tell you one deeper on that, John. Many years ago, more years ago than I care to remember, people used to talk about, used to teach. I was taught that you have to think about this. Now, this is scary. Mm. You have to earn the fruit of the Spirit. You've got to learn it the way we would learn in a classroom. And you've got to learn it each one at a time until finally over a period of months and years, you master all nine of them uh, that Paul lists. But here's the trick. You you don't want to try to learn patience. (laughs) Because God's going to snatch a knot in you if you try to learn patience. It's going to take a tribulation. Yeah. (laughs) Think about how um, 
trying to think of a polite Christian word, how illogical <laughs> all is. of that is. Yeah, for sure. See, they're missing the whole point. whole point. We don't have to earn anything any more than we have to earn salvation. Mm-hmm. The Spirit downloads, to use your mm-hmm. term, these wonderful supernatural emotions in us. They're all in there. Mm-hmm. That Where our problem comes is letting them out. Right, expressing them is our problem. Yeah, allowing, allowing, mm-hmm. yeah, allowing, letting him. it happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Owen, this may seem like a um, an insignificant point, and uh, maybe this is just one of my um, my little things that uh, that I struggle with. But uh, I, I, I often cringe when I hear people refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Ooh, ouch! You know. It just stuck me with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think that just so moves him off the radar in terms of the reality of the third person of the Trinity. Yeah, well, how do you think God feels about that? Right. But I challenge you this, find me a scripture where Paul or Peter or John or any of them refer to him as it. Right. And every one, they refer to him as he. Yes, Right. So there again, you, were, you know, we're talking about a person yeah, in, that's in, it. in yeah. totality. Mm-hmm. And then so you don't call your child it or your spouse it. Right. Why right. would you call the Holy Spirit, Spirit it? it? Right. And, and so I think that helps us to come back again, understanding the personal nature yeah. uh, of who he is. Yes. And, and when he comes into our life, mm-hmm. And then dwells us, and then seeks to fill us with with His presence. Um, my, let's just throw this out. There's nothing greater on planet Earth than that. Yeah, nothing greater on planet Earth. And here's the other thing: in a world that's upside down, and there's so much hostility and anger, and you name Cruelty. it. When you when you throw in and and what we're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you talk about a contrast that uh, I have to believe that uh, people um, or, or there's certainly a group of people out there that want to experience what we're talking about. Now we know that's true, don't we, yeah. John? From uh, from Christian history, yeah. Like we say over and over and over in these episodes, and we say in our book, "Saving Christianity," uh, there has to be some reason why yeah. Christianity spread worldwide in only seventy years. Mm-hmm. There was something about it that people needed, something about it that attracted people. I've often said, what if we decided today to create a new religion? And many people do that. Mm -hmm. So we printed magazine articles and brochures, and we had some TV ads, and we got all this started. Do you think we could go worldwide in every village, town, and city in 70 (laughs) years? I don't think so. Right, right, right. (laughs) And so the difference is that— that supernatural, glorious power right. of spirit filling and the fruit of the spirit is what made Christianity not only go worldwide in seventy years, but survive the catastrophic 
uh, purges and wars and and uh, communist movements and everything that have been thrown against it. Yeah, and oh, and an illustration that we've used before, I think, is uh, uh, relevant to what we're talking about now in terms of experiencing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. For too long, we've read the scriptures as a recipe book. Um, and, and we read about it and say, you know what, that really sounds good. Wouldn't that be fun? Look at all the ingredients mm. that go into this. My, my, wouldn't Must that be, be wonderful? Yeah, I bet it's one in your mouth, spiritual mouth starts watering, <laughs> you know. But I'm going to tell you, it's a whole different issue uh, to be able to sit down and experience it and eat it. Yeah. And I and I used the, the, the silly illustration one time about coming home for dinner and um and we sat down at the table and my wife uh she says, Now John, open the, the uh, there on your plate's a recipe book. Turn to page four <laughs> and let's read about this hamburger casserole. And uh and, and I would start reading and she'd read some and then I'd read a little bit more. And, and discuss uh, the different. We discuss the different. Well, maybe uh, you ought to use a cup instead of a pint, and mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. And boy, that sounds delicious. And then we get up, we close our little recipe books, and we get up hungry. Lick your chops. Right, right. And thinking about it, and I really, really believe, as silly as that sounds, talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life, that that is most people's experience. And I don't say that in a derogatory no, way. No. I say it in a sympathetic way. Yes. That that and uh, we've always we continue to say here we Almost want to be part of the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that people we don't want to just read the recipe book here. Mm-hmm. We want to do what the Bible says, and that's taste and see that the Lord is yeah. good. Aren't there some Old Testament verses about the yeah. Word of God being honey in our yeah. mouth? And yeah. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, picking up on what we were trying to remember, what we said in in part one, one this is a part of what we said here. Um, There's much more of the fruit of the Spirit than the nine that Paul listed Mm. in Galatians chapter five. You know, I was told all of my life, and I still hear it to this day, and if you pull up fruit of the Spirit, and Mr. Google, and after all, he knows everything. You'll you'll <laughs> see that most of the articles uh, quote Paul mm-hmm. and his nine emotions: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. That is the fruit of the spirit. Right. But if you turn to page one sixty seven in our book, you'll see a complete list there with references of a, a minimum of. 20 mm-hmm. fruit of the spirit and boy some of them are good now we know about love joy peace that's great mm-hmm. but what about courage and what about hope and mm-hmm. what about insight and what about understanding right and these wonderful wonderful things uh, just blows your mind right and to think owen like we keep coming back to this they say repetition of course is a key to learning well, we're definitely a lot of repetition yeah, we're here. Totally teaching. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. But I keep coming back to this: um, just how incredible and amazing and uh, miraculous mm-hmm. that when you think that 
that, that if you are a Christ follower, you have been indwelled with the Holy Spirit, that literally that is within you, mm-hmm. that invisible peace God's Spirit, God places within us that all of that is there. It's right there at our disposal. And and God gives us that out of that, the ability uh, to produce, back to that word, that that will be produced in our life. It's just nuts. It's so good. Well, and I want to stick in something sideways here, John. You know, one of the things that we talk about so much and emphasize in the book is the importance of experiencing Christianity. Yes. Experiencing it, not talking about it, not reading about it, not thinking about it, but experiencing it. And I want to just say this to you. It was a time in my life when I did a lot of witnessing to people and we went out in, in teams, actually, uh, on the street uh, and prayed with people that we found in parks and things. And some of the experiences that I had in those days mm-hmm. uh, just are incredible. And one that I often had <clears throat> that was so uh, touching was that when you would pray for people to become Christians— mm-hmm. It, you would you could see some of them felt the spirit indwell them, mm-hmm. and they would say to me, they would look at me in shock and say, "I feel it, I feel it, I feel mm-hmm. it." And you know that really impressed me. Yeah, I still think about that to this day. Right. So Christianity is not an idea; right. it's not a concept. It is a very real physical experience. Yeah, it's, it's crazy good. And that God, it just shows us so much of who he is and his desire for our life uh, that, that he would do that for yeah. us yeah, and give us himself. I mean, that's Sorry. what we're talking about. That's totally yeah, true. I mean, he gives us himself um, to enable us to live really like we were supposed to live all all the time you know that was his original plan yeah. that 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 would be the way it is mm-hmm. uh, but uh thankfully he intervened in history and made a way yes and he did. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today I, I you mentioned something uh else Owen, that that yes paul is is usually gets the the most uh, ink ink relative to what we're talking about but that that uh we don't often Remember that Jesus had more to say. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Well, he really did. Uh, You know, we were talking uh, off uh, mic earlier about some of these wonderful scriptures. In fact, I'll mention it uh, maybe in a few minutes, but one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture is so deep Mm. and so beautiful, and that's uh, John chapter 15, approximately verses 1 through 16, uh, just uh, is all about the fruit of the Spirit. People don't even realize that. The word that John is using there is our word kapos, mm-hmm. meaning uh, the pr- produce, what the Spirit results uh, in, uh, in us. 
And uh, so also in Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, I think we mentioned briefly back in part one, uh, where Jesus said, you'll know them by their uh, fruit. fruit. Yeah. And that was kapas again, that's fruit of the Spirit. Well, so that's Jesus talking, though, mm-hmm. in long passages of Scripture. Yes. That's not, Paul has one, one uh, actually two little verses And Jesus has uh, whole sections of chapters in the gospel talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and few people ever mention that. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is it's good to read Paul, and he's probably my favorite uh, uh, first-century character. But the other thing we want to keep in mind is that our Savior, Jesus, is the one that uh, did all of this. Uh, in fact, you know, one of my favorite things is, we, we won't get into this today, but the fact when he promised, mm-hmm. uh, when he told them that he was leaving to go back to heaven, mm-hmm. and he promised them something very interesting. He said, when I get back to heaven, I hold it, time out. How often do we know what's happening in heaven? Think Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. a second. So Jesus said, now, gang, here's the plan. When I get back to heaven, I'm going to go to the Father. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask him to give me the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when he does, I'm going to take him Mm -hmm. and pour him out. And the Greek word is like you're pouring water out of a pitcher. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pour him out on you. And then all this will happen. You'll be indwelled. You'll have these wonderful, wonderful things inside. So I love Paul, Mm -hmm. and I teach on his life. In fact, we have an episode about his life. Mm -hmm. But let's all remember that Jesus is the one that did it. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that is really, we know from start to finish uh, that the the Christian life, the Christian experience, uh, being born again, being saved, mm. regenerated, whatever your tradition um, would, would, would call it, is really from start to finish and everything in between completely dependent upon mm-hmm. our cooperation with the Holy Spirit, yes, it's it's this is Christ in us. Paul would keep saying, "Well, that's the that is Christ in us." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is Christ that's what in he us. Meant. Yeah, that's exactly. What he meant. Yeah, and it's it's not that was not just a, a, <laughs> some little religious saying he was he was he was tweeting out there. That was uh, the reality of Christ. Uh, Christ in me, you know. He would say over. And over again. And uh, let me just uh, toss this over in the mix. I think that so many people uh, standing from a distance are looking at Christianity from any different uh, angle. And, and they're thinking, well, uh, this is impossible. Uh, I, you know, I know me better than, uh, than anyone else, and this is this is ludicrous. This is impossible. And the point, the, the answer to that is, is you're exactly right. And that is the point. Yeah. That it is impossible. It's, it. it's not a human deal. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the good news when a person says, wow, this is impossible. I can't do this. 
boy, you're at a place that you are ready to experience what we're talking about, to allow the Lord to 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 lean into him and allow his spirit within us, which oh and which brings me back to one of the points we talked about, and that is that the fruit we're talking about here is from yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's from him. Mm-hmm. And so only Christians have that. Mm-hmm. And and that's I think that's an important distinction. Well, it really is. You know, you stop and think about it. We've said this before on these episodes, I believe. If we did, we should have. Mm-hmm. And that is that I don't know of any other religion on the planet that that uh, that teaches its members what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Most of them don't ever don't even right. know there's a Holy Spirit, number right. one. But even if they did, which they don't, they don't know anything about indwelling. They don't know anything about the wonderful, miraculous powers that the Spirit gives mm-hmm. us. Uh, so this is a unique feature, and you know that's not an ugly thing. No. And rather than uh, the other religions resenting that, they should come get part of it. You yeah. know, like they did in the first century. Yeah. And I want to throw this in real quick, John. Uh, it's not only we talked about uh, knowledge and and uh, courage and all the the fruit of the spirit. Well, some of them. We don't even understand. I just read yesterday Mm -hmm. an article about a lady on a farm. I love these true stories. And they were a Christian family living on a farm where she was cooking dinner and happened to look out the window. And you stop right there. How and why did she stop and look out the window? She doesn't know, but she did. And she saw right out there in the field uh, her husband was plowing with a tractor, and the tractor hit a stump and turned over while she was watching and pinned him to the ground. Now, here they are on this lonely farm all alone. She had a young boy, I think was 10. So they ran out, and he was pinned under the tractor, and the steering wheel of the tractor was crushing his chest. Mm. And he looked at her, and he said, Dear, I don't think I can make it. You know what she did? She picked up the tractor (laughs) and held it up, Mm -hmm. and the little boy drug the father out, and she stood there and held the tractor Mm -hmm. because his foot was caught, and she said, the little boy, go get help, and he ran off. And a little while later, he came back with two or three strong men from another farm, and they held the tractor and got the man out. And then they took him to the hospital and everything, and he was fine. Stop the clock. Mm-hmm. How can a lady cooking supper run out and pick up a tractor? But she did it. Mm-hmm. It was a true story published in the paper. Yeah. So I'm telling you that there are marvels and miracles and incredible things that we Christians experience that a lot of times we don't even tell other people. Yeah. But it's true and it's real. Yeah, I'd like to just throw in one, oh, and just as fresh as yesterday for me. I was talking to an individual yesterday that uh, retired out of the Special Forces. Hmm. And uh, he, he's been in a, lot of, in a lot of bad stuff and seen and experienced and done uh, that war brings. 
And uh, he found himself uh, toward the end of his career, and then he retired. And uh, he found himself drowning, and uh, the way he chose to deal with it was through alcohol. Uh. And uh, he was literally drinking himself to death. And he said he was sitting in his home by himself and determined that this was it. Uh, uh, that this is the end of his life. He's just gonna this this going to kill him. Yeah. And now there is no other explanation, but the Holy Spirit. Yeah. God came to that man, and completely, in a moment, changed him, mm-hmm. and saved his life, and. He worships in our in our local congregation. Yeah. I see him every week. Mm-hmm. I know the reality of what is taking place in his life, and uh, we talked about that yesterday. And uh, and tears in his eyes, just yeah. just blown away of God's intervention. And that's the kind of thing that we're talking about here. This is not getting a Sunday school attendance badge, right? <laughs> uh, this is not about, and, and which is fine. Uh, this is not about uh, um, a choir number that moves you, and that's fine. Oh, that's good. But we're yeah. talking about Christ Speaking. in us, the hope tr- of glory. transformation mm-hmm. going on that 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 plays out. Uh, keep using this in uh, real time. High definition, uh, just right in our very life is being lived out in this. And you know, John, that's not as rare a thing. Um, you hear a lot of those stories. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you one, too, so quickly. My wife's father uh, was a drunk of that type and when he was a younger man. And this one particular night, about two in the morning, he was lying in a ditch, unconscious, drunk, lying in a ditch. And the Holy Spirit came to him. Instantly, he was sober. He stood up out of the ditch. He walked to the nearest neighbor's house and rang the bell. They got up and let him in. And it's a long, long story, but he told them what had happened. He became a pastor and lived out his life mm. as a pastor locally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just imagine the, the power. So again, what are yeah. we talking about? We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit produce in people? people's lives? And it's just um it, I don't have any words. It's right. just a miracle. Yeah. Oh, and I think about this uh, uh, as a as a past, local pastor myself. I think about this. Um, so let's just let's just uh, be silly again and say thing something like this. Well, um, we we want you to uh, come come worship with us. Uh, well, and people are thinking. Well, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're thinking, oh, you mean you want me to come to this I've particular? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I tried that back when I was twelve, <laughs> and 
Or they say, well, you, oh, you mean you want me to come to a place at a specific time, dressed a certain way, and I'm going to follow this program, mm-hmm. and then you're going to talk to me a little while, make me feel guilty, and then you're going to hand this little gold-plated uh, plate around and ask for money. And uh, then you want me to fill out a card with everything but a blood test, and uh and you're going to hand me some cookies on the way out. And, and that's what you're thinking. Now, contrast that with what we're talking about today. That. No, we're talking about we, we, God's heart, yeah. way more than ours. God's heart is that you experience him. I mean, think the about fruit. how we trivialize. Yes, it. right. You know, I had a guy one time that said something that I still rem- it rings in my ears. He looked at me and he said, "Don't you think God is bigger than what you see on Sunday morning?" Yes, Amen. Ouch, ouch, ouch! <laughs> yeah, that yeah. hurts. I'll go lie down now, yeah, as you say. Glory, hallelujah. Yeah. But see, in the first century, this power changed the world. Right. It changed human history. Human history was never the same after that morning, 9 o'clock that morning, on May the 30th in 30 A.D., Mm. when Jesus poured out the Spirit. And Peter said that. He stood on that rooftop and spoke to the people in the street. And he said, this is what he promised He went to heaven, and he poured it out on us. Mm -hmm. And they said, where do we get it? And Mm -hmm. 3,000 of them got it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Yeah. Oh, and I I want to, uh, to, 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 for you to mention again about the fruit stand. (laughs) Uh, I think that is such a good story, you know, of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, it was a story we told in part one about my wife liking fresh fruit. And how we drive through the country, she uh, makes me stop at every fruit stand every mile <laughs> along the way. But this one particular fruit stand I could see at my mind's eye has a great big yellow sign on top, and it says, Fresh Produce. Mm. And so we stop there, and she likes that one, and she buys apples and peaches and whatever they've got. But every time we do that, I sit in the car, and I look at that <laughs> sign, Fresh produce. And instead of thinking about peaches and apples, (laughs) I think about the Holy Spirit. Because we know that the Greek word kapos, which we translate fruit, actually translates as produce. Mm -hmm. So I said in part one that the Holy Spirit gives the most fresh produce of anybody I know. Because he produces in us, the result of him in us is that supernatural love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, hope, courage, insight, all of those 20 powerful uh, emotions, supernatural emotions. They come from the throne room of heaven. That's where they come from. Oh, you think maybe uh, the local congregation. Think about the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Think about the congregation, the local congregation. Maybe we ought to be called a, 
uh, a produce department, right? Uh, I used to work. At, I, I, I used to that. work in a produce so department. Did my son. You know, yeah, my and, son uh, was produce and, manager. Right, yeah, and, and, and I, I, boy, I remember that so well. And and uh, wouldn't you like to think that we would be people would look through our window and go, "Wow, that's a great." Talk about a fresh market. Yeah. That's it right there with all of the produce. Look at look at how beautiful that is. I wanna I wanna taste and see. Yeah. I wanna experience. I wanna walk around in there and you know, see what's going example. on. That's yeah. a great example. Yeah, absolutely. Come see God's produce market. <laughs> or better than that, yeah. come experience, experience it. it. That's right. And better than that, come and own it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, you may want to start with the sample, but then you're going to want the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, imagine, which obviously we're trying to do, if we can get that word out, uh, if people can uh, see that experience, see it in us. I, I love that Paul said so many times, hey, look, uh, imitate me. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, as, 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 as you have told the story, reminded us of, you know, they didn't have a leather-bound signature um, different version of the Bible. That you know, They didn't have an iPad or an iPhone. They didn't have all of these things. Um, and so they're, they're living this out in real time. And, and we don't know what to do. What does that look like? How does this? And Paul said, oh, wow, just watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Imitate me. Don't struggle. Yeah. Just look. Yeah. <laughs> just imitate me. And, and, and you'll see what Christ can do and does. And that wasn't being arrogant or, or bragging. No. He just was simply saying, look, this is Christ. This is what Christ does in a person. And so just watch how I act, interact, behave, etc., and you'll you'll get a taste of what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, John is so often one of my favorite scriptures that I just love to read and think about is where Paul says in his first letter to the small groups in Corinth, Greece, mm. chapter two, verse fourteen, maybe. Mm-hmm where he says he's reminding them about when he first came to them seven years previously. I guess they'd forgotten. I don't know why. But he says, now, remember when I first came to you, he said, my words, my message, my teaching was not. And I love that. Persuasive. Uh, Listen to that. Persuasive human words. He said, instead, it was a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So see, when he walked into the pagan city of Corinth, Mm -hmm. one of the most um, hateful, uh, uh, shocking cities, it was known for that, uh, on the planet, and he walked in just cold. Mm-hmm and uh, started establishing Christian small groups there. (laughs) Well, how could he do that? What could he say that would have convinced them Mm -hmm. to give up the horrible things they were doing? Mm. He he couldn't say anything. They just saw the spiritual power in his life, Mm -hmm. and they said, whoa, we need to listen to this guy. Yeah. And he converted that city. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. And remember, Jesus at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, uh-huh. yeah, the people said, well, wait a minute, there's something different about him. <laughs> he, this, 
he speaks with authority. That's right. right? That's good. These words weren't just falling to the mm-hmm. ground. This wasn't just some, uh, you know, flavor of the month. This had real life-changing effect and power. And that's what we're talking about. Well, it is. It is. And the whole key, as we said in part one, is being spirit-filled. Remember, we said that the fruit of the Spirit, expressing that in your life, was the sign, uh, you want to call it mm-hmm. that, the hallmark, yeah. uh, the symbol, whatever term you like, that uh, you are Spirit-filled. The yeah. sign of Spirit-filling is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, that's an amazing thing when you stop and think about it. And so that's when Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. Yeah, absolutely. If you see Kripos coming down the street, you know that person's spirit filled. Yeah, yeah, amen, yes. Well, this is great, Owen. Uh, I just loved, I love talking about this. Our podcast listeners, I, um, I, I just, I'm just, we're just hoping and praying that uh, you're marinating on this and <laughs> and uh, just thinking about it, and uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. Um, that he is uh, making himself uh, very, very obvious to you. Uh, that is our prayer today. Yes. And and as we say so often, John, there's no change without change. Yeah. Right. And he will, he can, he does mm-hmm. change our lives. Yeah. The first time I encountered the fruit, mm. I think we I may have mentioned that in the episode we did about me personally Mm -hmm. it was so incredibly changing Mm -hmm. that when i came home from that trip old friends didn't recognize me (laughs) that's how different imagine that Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. and that's the power of god and what we're praying is that everybody listening everybody out there in podcast land listening to this episode on spirit filling and the power of the fruit of the spirit uh partake of it god said taste and see that i'm good yeah all you have to do is pray for it. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just say, God, I don't know what any of this is, <laughs> but I want it. Yeah. Give it to me yeah. ever how you want to. I take it. Yeah. And that's all it is. There's nothing else needed. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad it's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I couldn't do it. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, John. I, there's something about me every time we do an episode, I don't want to stop. Mm. <laughs> I just want to go on into the evening or something. Yeah. But we can't do that, so uh, I guess we better the, – the big clock on the walls glaring at me now again. So mm. I guess we better end part two here. Uh, I wish we could keep going and do other parts, and you know what? We probably will. Yeah, I think we will need to yeah. do some uh, future episodes on the fruit of the Spirit. I'm sure we will. And I just want to remind our friends that this is episode 25 and that a script and a recording of this is on our website at www.goscpod.com. Mm-hmm. That's G-O-S-C-P-O-D.com. 
That's right, John. And this was a wonderful, wonderful episode because we have a wonderful, wonderful God. Yes. We have a wonderful, wonderful Holy Spirit. Amen. But for the moment, this is Owen Allen. And this is John Shields speaking for me and for our producer, Shannon Wolf, Saying, may the God of our fathers bless you and keep you and guide you and protect you until we meet again. <laughs>